0: I'm Joyce and I'm Dwayne Sola and you're listening to The Confidant, a podcast where we discuss the news you need to know at the intersection of business, tech, and culture.
1: Today's episode is a special holiday edition of The Confidant. We missed you guys and we just wanted to check in with you. I hope that you are having a happy new year. So that brings us into our topic of the day. We want to talk about New Year's resolutions. Dwayne, how do you feel about this annual practice? Are you a girl who sets resolutions or do you think it's kind of played out? I
0: usually set one or two resolutions. But if I have to be honest, by June, if you're like, so how are your resolutions going? I would look at you like you have three heads. I'd be like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) so I I like the, the practice in theory I am just not someone who's been able to see it to the end it's not even a matter of being disciplined or not it's just a matter of kind of forgetting about it
1: that's really relatable what about you I love goal setting at the end of the year because I feel like it really gets my mind right It gives me something to focus on and something to work towards. So I'm definitely a New Year's resolutions girl. But one thing that I don't do is plan. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as time passes, things change, your priorities change, your access to certain things change. And so the challenge is learning how to make my resolutions flexible. So when I run into something that I didn't anticipate, I'm ready for it. And I don't have to just drop that goal to the wayside.
0: I feel that so are you saying like okay this year I want to be vegan and then as soon as you go out with your friend and that juicy burger come out from the back and you're looking and you're like (laughs) this can wait until tomorrow this can wait until next week
1: It could be something as simple as that, or it can be something major, like a job change or a major life event. Maybe somebody pops up and is getting married and has a surprise wedding that you now feel pressured to attend. And you're like, do I make my trip that I already wanted to do or do I support my friend? Like it's it's about balance, it's about flexibility, it's a lot of things. But we're definitely not alone in this sentiment where it's hard to keep up with the resolutions. Forbes has a survey that says the average New Year resolution lasts less than four months. People really start falling off month two. So February comes around, it's already looking a little shaky for some folks. And then when you get deeper into the year, so three, four months is really when the big drop off happens. So we're gonna dive into
0: the top two New Year's resolutions that people have set for 2024. And of course, like we do on our episodes, with a business
1: twist. All right, y'all, let's get into it. So the biggest New Year's resolution for 2024, like many other years, is fitness. It's all about that new year, new me mentality. About 12% of all new gym memberships take place in January, according to the International Health Racket and Sports Club Association.
0: Honestly, 12% sounds a bit low. I would expect higher, maybe a quarter of new gym memberships, or maybe even half, because I'm sure many of us have experienced this, but going to the gym in January, you're like, where did all of you guys come from?
1: (laughs) Where? (laughs) What? Okay. It is more packed than the club on a Saturday night. Like, why
0: am I online for the
1: treadmill? What's happening? Like, so are you done with that? Are you finished? (laughs) I feel like everybody gets so hype around coming to the gym in January and then the regulars get upset, but I feel like we got to give each other some grace, right? Everybody has the same goal in mind. People take big steps in the beginning of the year to prioritize their fitness whether it is to lose weight and tone up or change the way your body looks or even deeper reasons like improving your cardiovascular health your physical mobility and combating disease the global market for weight management products fitness equipment and services in 2022 was 256.9 billion dollars and it's expected to reach upwards of 400 billion dollars by 2028. There is so much money to be made in this industry, which is why we see all of the marketing so heavy in the beginning of the year from companies like Gap, Peloton. Even Equinox had that controversial campaign at the beginning of this year where they were telling people that they don't speak January and barring new membership signups on January 1st. So just really buying into the hype around starting something new in the beginning of the year, but putting a twist on it to create a lot of buzz. January is historically when you can find the most steep discounts on fitness equipment and apparel, and you can even find open box equipment, right? So that's all those gifts that people did not want during Christmas that they received. They give it back to the stores and the stores sell it at a much more marked down rate. Keep your eye out because you could really stock up your home gym or even get a few couple of new fits so you can really pop off in the gym. So which companies
0: are really good about getting in front of the consumer ahead of
1: this surge? I would say the king right now, it's looking like Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness is the biggest gym operator in the United States with 18.5 million members, Their monthly memberships start around $10. So it's pretty low cost and easy to forget to cancel.
0: I honestly think about that all the time. And I don't know which gym it was, but they said that a part of their business model was to get people to become members, knowing that a majority of them would not show up, but would keep paying. So all gyms? Pretty much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they make it so hard to cancel too. There are plenty of TikToks and Reddit threads about people giving advice on how to work the system to cancel your membership. It's like you almost have to go to the Supreme Court. So Planet Fitness states that 60% of its member growth takes place in the first quarter of the year. And they're just so good about advertising. They are one of the presenting sponsors for the New Year's Eve celebration in Times Square, which as we all know, gets broadcasted all over the world.
0: They know what they're doing. If most people forget about their resolutions four months into the year, and they require you to bring a fairy's toenail, all of your birth records, (laughs) your financial statements to cancel your membership, they kind of just get to sit back and make some money.
1: They get to rack in I know we mentioned people falling off of their fitness goals a lot. And honestly, it's really easy to do, right? But we have to give people props. Those of you who have stuck it out and actually saw some progress this year, whether it was hitting your goal weight or even losing a few pounds, but then it resulted in more healthy habits overall, give yourself a pat on the back for that. Fitness has a big correlation with mental health and improving mental health was actually number three on the Forbes Health Survey for top resolutions of the year. Research shows that exercise helps you reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression, improves sleep, stress management, helps with your confidence, and makes you feel more productive overall. So it gives you the energy to go after all of your other goals because I know you have more. Personally, I know that when I'm on top of my game, when I have a good routine going, I feel like I could build a rocket ship from scratch. Come on. I feel like I could climb Mount Everest and sprint back down. (laughs) Come on. Not sprint back
0: down. Girl.
1: I got superpowers. I could release an album and go on a world tour. Come on. Just because it really does have such a positive effect on your life when you're able to get a grasp on it. One thing I've noticed is that when you make a commitment to make fitness a priority in your life, it rubs off on the people around you. I've seen my mom getting more into exercising, my siblings. I've seen some of my friends aren't just going out to restaurants and drinking, but we're picking physical activities like going out on hikes or even doing group workouts together. So it really helps you build community. There are so many benefits. I don't knock anybody for trying because trying is half the battle.
0: Right. And you have to try in
1: order to succeed. So it's a part of the process. So if this is your goal, I have a few tips for you so you can stay on track. Come on. One, give up the negative self talk. Okay. I don't want to hear, oh, I'm so fat or I don't look good in this or look at my arms, look at my neck, whatever. Unbig my back. Your back is big and it's beautiful the way it is. But if you want to change it, Give yourself some grace. Understand that your body is the body that you have right now, and it's gotten you through every obstacle that you've been through so far. Let that be your vessel to propel you to the next stage of wellness that you want to reach, okay? (laughs) That's so encouraging. Yes. It's like, oh, you're complaining about, oh, my this, my that. I think one of the mentality shifts that you need to have too, if you want to lose weight and exercise is the way you're going to get there, is start, start considering yourself, not just someone doing a thing, but more of an athlete, more of a practitioner. Like, I do this. This is who I am. Not oh a little hobby that takes up all your time. And then another thing you can do Develop a more healthy relationship with food. Try not to be super restrictive or commit to extremes that are not sustainable in the long run, okay? If you know you want to be more plant-based, I don't know if going into a full raw vegan diet out the gate is exactly what you want to do. Right. Because you might not like that food or you might have a reaction to something and then it throws you off. Take your time and learn what you like, what likes you back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: crying.
1: Listen, I'm so serious because I had a whole thing where I'm like, oh, I want to get more protein in my diet. I need more protein. So I started eating more yogurts. And I was loving it at first. But then all of a sudden, I developed like a skin condition tied to dairy. <laughs> oh, no. Exactly. So... It will be a lot of trial and error. With proper planning, you can get over a lot of the obstacles that will inevitably come your way. Come on. And then you won't have any excuses to say, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. Make a plan to overcome the obstacles and anticipate roadblocks so that you can get to what you want. Period.
0: Another top New Year's resolution is paying off debt. And this was a common resolution in 2022, 2023, and again in 2024, according to a survey by The Motley Fool. So with U.S. household debt hitting $17.29 trillion in the third quarter, this resolution makes sense, right? Oh
1: my god.
0: (laughs) Listen, Americans owe about $1.08 trillion on their credit card, according to a report from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Credit card balances spiked by $154 billion year over year, making it the largest annual increase since 1999. Hey! So it makes sense that people are like, we got to pay down this debt in
1: 2024. It is getting out of control.
0: But even with plans to pay off debt, 85% of the respondents to the survey said that they expect inflation and interest rates to make it harder to meet their goals. So when people can't afford all of their living expenses, they may be more inclined to put those purchases on a credit card.
1: Which explains why the balances are so high. People are having a hard time trying to afford the basics, the rent, the utilities, and they're relying on the additional funds available to them through credit cards, maybe even buy now, pay later payments and accumulating all of this debt. But it's really the only thing holding it over. So it creates this cycle of dependency. And I'm just
0: I'm over it, Doyen. (laughs) That's literally the word, a cycle, right? You're putting it on the credit card and then you're stressed about how to pay off this debt and you have even less money for the things you need because you're trying to pay off the debt and you put more on the credit card.
1: Meanwhile, interest is over there doing jumping jacks on your back.
0: Speaking of interest,
1: (laughs) sorry, I wasn't expecting jumping jacks
0: on your back. (laughs) Credit card interest rates have recently spiked along with the Federal Reserve, increasing rates 11 times, including four in 2023. As a result of that, the average annual percentage rate, or APR, is
1: now more than 20%. This is also an all-time high. So right now, that means putting the money on credit cards is becoming more expensive itself. Exactly. What can people do? How do you break this? Cut up the credit cards. Just joking.
0: So CNBC reported that more cardholders are carrying more debt month to month falling behind on payments, and a greater percentage of balances are going unpaid for more than 180 days. This was according to a report from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Now, followed by paying off debt, other financial goals that people have for the year include saving for significant financial milestones like buying a house or a car or paying for a wedding. And then a lot of people are also saving for vacations, a new piece of tech, According to the survey,
1: I can definitely think of a few items that I would love to splurge on. So it feels like times like this, you really do have to stow away your money the best way that you can. And. Do a lot of discount shopping, to be honest. Like, what do I look like paying things for full price in this economy? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so
0: I don't know. I'm so skeptical of discounts because unless you knew the price of it before the quote unquote discount and you knew the price six months ago and a year ago, for you to really say, I am getting a discount on this, I feel like a majority of the time we're just being lied to. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now $25. But it was twenty five dollars before. You just marked it up to fifty, and then told
1: me you were giving me fifty percent off. No, nah, you have to play the long game sometimes. Like, you have to start mapping out maybe something you're interested in for the summer, in the spring, in the winter, yeah. and just you gotta be like a lion on the prowl. Put it in your cart, watch it for a bit, put on some Google
0: alerts. <laughs> One thing I don't do though is put it in my cart. Because once you have it in the cart, every time you open your email, did you forget something? (laughs) (laughs) Your two-piece bathing suit is still waiting for you.
1: Check out now. And you'd be like, I didn't forget. That was on purpose. I'm waiting until you guys hit that 60% off. I don't want to say MLK Day. (laughs) (laughs) What's another holiday? (laughs) It's like, no, I was actually just waiting for that President's Day sale to hit. So... Chop, chop. But I do
0: believe in shopping off-season. Like, I actually bought my winter coat this year in July. I do believe in that strategy as well. But, like, right now we're just talking about material goods. There is no discount season for your rent or for your car note. As far as advice on how to navigate higher interest rates and inflation, my personal piece of advice that I try to adhere to is don't fall victim to lifestyle creep and trying to keep up with the joneses especially with social media and everyone flashing everything they've ever purchased on tiktok which i think is interesting quick little side note i love the content that's popping up about de-influencing people have you seen those videos joyce where they're like ditch a tiktok where someone's like you should buy this and someone will pop up and be like you don't need that
1: yes and they'll be like that thing will break in about two weeks right (laughs) or just getting people to pull away from the impulse of shopping online. The way things are set up, even the same TikTok has TikTok shop now. Right. Every other video that you swipe, there's a link and it's really pushing you to spend money in ways that you weren't really considering before. It makes you feel like you need the product. Right. And De influencing is definitely not new, but different people have different forms of maybe even addiction. I know some people who really do have a hard time saying no mm. to a product when it comes across their screen and looks good. It's almost like they have to have it because it's not just having it. But it's the idea that having the product will make your life somehow better than it was without. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But that's not true fundamentally. So being more money conscious is a trend that I fully support going into 2024. And here are some tips.
0: If you're carrying a balance on your credit cards, try calling your card issuer to ask for a lower rate, maybe consolidate and pay off high interest credit cards with a lower interest credit card. Use different calculators that are available online, like an emergency fund calculator and a debt payoff calculator. These calculators could help you improve your financial knowledge and really give you a game plan on how to reach your goals, automate your savings transfers. Like, that's something I do personally. I just want it removed and taken straight to where it needs to go, to my savings account, obviously 401k, my Roth. Just take it. Just uh, just go.
1: Because if you leave it with me, it's going to be on your back in the form of a new Chanel bag. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's going to be on my back. Going to be some
1: shopping. It's going to be a new dress. So take it before I see it. It's going to be some bundles for me. You know I can't stay away. (laughs) I cannot stay away from a good old yakky press. And now it's time for a little something sweet New Year's resolutions edition. Doyen, what's your something sweet for 2024? So my New Year's resolution
0: is actually to declutter my home. And I am now starting to feel like the consumerism has become too much. I want to tone that down a little bit. And I think a part of that process is getting rid of extra stuff in my home that I don't need and I don't use.
1: That's incredible. So are you going to take A very calculated approach? Are we doing the Marie Kondo method or are we freestyling?
0: That's a very good question, Joyce. I actually did not think about using the Marie Kondo method. I had a friend who did it, but I've been more so freestyling, like listing things on Poshmark and eBay to try to sell them and get rid of them. But I do just really want to get to a place where it's like I have the essentials, like just what I need.
1: I love that. It really clears up space in your home physically. And also when you look around, you don't feel so bogged down. You feel lighter, you feel free.
0: There are definitely mental health benefits to like not being surrounded by so much stuff. And you know, a part of it is getting off TikTok. So when the girls show me, oh my God, you need this lip balm.
1: Well, it is winter, so we might not want to let up on the lip balm. just okay. let me
0: use a different example.
1: You need this towel warmer.
0: Like, do I oh. need a towel warmer? Really?
1: <laughs> do I? Like, where are we? The W? <laughs>
0: where is it? Because I don't know what it's like for you, but, like, for me, what ends up happening is that 80% of the things I buy loses its novelty and doesn't really become crucial to my day-to-day living. So I'm like, if the novelty is going to wear off and I'm going to forget about it and it's just going to sit there collecting dust, I just need to stop bringing it into my home in the first place.
1: You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. That's the trick. You have to sit there and think, what does this item look like in a month? Right. Will I still be using it or will it be under my bed collecting dust? Right.
0: (laughs) And something that I saw the girls recommend, put it in your cart so you get the dopamine rush.
1: I don't know. That sounds kind of dangerous because most of my bad decisions happen around 2 a.m. Listen, maybe you need to set some parental blocks for yourself. (laughs) Do not log in on anything at this time to this time.
0: What about you, Joyce? What's your New Year's resolution?
1: One of my biggest resolutions right now is to build out my social life. Your girl has been hashtag inside, inside (laughs) for the majority of this year, just because I've been really locked down and focused on myself, focused on some personal goals when it comes to my career, even my wellness. And I miss, I miss going out and really interacting with people. I'm a social butterfly by nature. And so it's time for me to spread my wings, Diane.
0: (laughs) You know what's funny though? I don't, get homebody from you. I feel like you're
1: usually out and about. And the thing is it looks like that but my trick is I usually don't post things when I'm out. I usually post them retroactively mm-hmm. and so it may seem like I'm always doing something but really it's just me loading off my camera roll from a couple months ago. <laughs> I feel like i missed out on a lot of things so this year coming up I want to Build more meaningful connections when I'm out as well. Just introduce myself to more people. I feel like the flip side of really doing a lot of personal and self-work is that you become very into yourself, like a little introverted in a way. Mm. And so I need to practice that muscle of being social and networking, being in the mix. So we are going for meaningful connections. Um, in every aspect of my life socially. So very excited for that. We can
0: only go up from here for sure. And what's your game plan? Do you plan to create like a
1: social calendar? I am now. (laughs) Period. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that. Oh, I can see it now. We were just talking about consumerism, but there is this acrylic calendar that you can use? No, no, no,
0: no, no, no. no. (laughs) If you don't open the calendar
1: app in your phone, (laughs) we just talked about this, Joyce. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I actually do have a planner for 2024 already that I got from TJ Maxx, good old T. But hey, listen, the the exception to the rule is if you're actually going to keep using it. I'm not going to write on that dang whiteboard.
0: (laughs) There it is.
1: (laughs) But the planner, I actually realized that when I bought a planner last year, it was too big. And I really liked being able to carry it around. So it would weigh my bag down so much, I just stopped carrying it around. And thus, It was out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Um, But this planner, it has the space that I like within the pages to be able to write on a daily basis. It has a monthly calendar as well. And then it's small enough to fit right into my work tote. So it will be perfect for me to walk around with and fill in the gaps when I need. Yeah. So that's like a part of the thing of just finding things that work for you Just because something didn't work for you in the way you thought it would, just try it a different way and try to see how it fits your lifestyle and your preferences and then really go for it. Definitely.
0: Well, give me a shout whenever you see anything cool happening in the city. I always find out about things after the fact. I find
1: out about them pretty well in advance now, actually. I'm I'm tuned in, but I really want to be more facing more forward in the next year yeah i totally think you could do it
0: well thank you so much for listening to another episode of the confidant if you haven't already subscribe to the show
1: and if you love what you're hearing tell a friend sharing is caring and make sure also to rate and review five stars if you will we love to hear from you our email address is theconfidantpod at gmail.com and you can follow us on Instagram at theconfidantpod. Bye!